Hi everyone, today is December 18th, 2021, and this is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelings. My name is Green Ranger. This week we're going to finish off um, Aurea, so going to discuss his level up cards and his dual skills. I was going to discuss the stuff from the the box, which were Mechlord related, but it turns out everything that they give you is pretty much a reprint outside of the URs and SRs. So it's not really much of a point of discussing it, but I'll discuss an overview of what we have for the Mechlords. I'm going to discuss the Duelist Kingdom event. The second time this event is happening, there's two new cards as well from that. The ranked duels updated from December 2021 as well. So that's going to be a pretty um, quick and easy episode. Just a reminder, everything from this podcast is available online where you get your podcasts like Spotify. Also available on things like Roku through the podcast-tv app. Alright, so this week in Dual World in Life, whatever. Um, I mean, this is pretty much the standard where I'm just not really try-harding anymore for anything. I think I, I did vow to get of games at some point, but then that really hasn't really come to fruition, um, honestly. So hard to say whether that would happen in my motivations as well. And it's it's just really getting through the event. The event itself is a PvP event, so as a way for you to collect your you know, cumulative rewards or whatever, your tickets, your gems, that you can, but you can't even make progress in the ranked duels uh, part of it. So you are getting the you are getting the requisite rewards and whatever, but it's hard to do both at once. So um, I'm going to see. Um, I think I've been doing some Water XZs recently. I did spend a lot of a lot of gems into some of the new decks like Abyss Actors and also the Cyber Dragons. So I do have multiple options of doing it. With the Abyss Actors, I've kind of faltered because it seems like the best way to play it is with the Performer Pal cards. And I don't think I have any copies of Sky Iris, for example. So that is not ideal. I could also play Dynamis too, I guess. That's a pretty cheap deck, but I don't really know how to play Dynamist, so that's the problem, right? Um, so yeah, there's there's a few things that are in the way of me getting getting there. I think I think Water Xyz is probably my best bet. I have the closest thing to a complete deck there. I pretty much have all the monsters that they need as well, so it's really just just getting to it and, and getting the games in. Now, you know, just in life, um, COVID has happened again. And I'm kind of in this area where, you know, I've, I've been exposed to people through work who have COVID and whatnot. So it's always that it, it's, it just keeps coming back, the tricky gray area, whether you have it or not. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I am right now. A little bit, little bogged down by it. Um, by the situation, I don't think I have it at all. But it's just, it's it, it's a cloud on you, even though if you deny, um, everything about it, it's just something that is an additional 
emotional toll or whatever, so that is what it is. Alright, this week in esports, Duolink's Meta Weekly 206. The, the, the meta itself, it's pretty much the same in that it's this um, very balanced meta, and a lot of the decks who were around are still around. And there is a new player, though. So, yeah, if you look at the top 32 from this Duolink's Meta Weekly, there's a lot of decks. So... Like the share of the share of the top thirty-two is pretty even. There's a lot of decks that are one, like one of the top thirty-two. A lot of them are twos. Only th- only like three of them have more than three show up. Like Carpies at six, Melodies at four, Bisectors at three, and everything else is a two or one. So a lot of diverse decks in the meta right now. First place, Buns, Harpies, Hunting Ground, Harpies. This is a slightly lo- different looking Harpies. If you look at it, you see the, the composition of the monsters. It's a little different. One Oracle, three Channeler, one Harpist, two Perfumer, one Harpy Lady, one, one Cyber Harpy Lady, two MST, three Book of Moon, one Swall's Nest, one Hysteric Sign, one Feather Rest, one Egotist, one Paleo Canadian, two Hysteric Party. It's just the... The way the cards are, it's just, there's something a little off about it with the two Hysteric Party as well. Um, but, slightly different, but using the same elements. We are seeing two um, of the regular Harpy Ladies show up despite the one Egotist. So, har- one Harpy Lady, one, one Cyber Harpy Lady, for example. Second place, Rujinary, Destiny Draw, Thunder Dragons. Thunder Dragons are back, um, as expected. They <laughs> They never die. Despite any nerf you put on them. And they've become a smaller deck. This is only a 21 card deck here. So the core piece is 3 Thunder Dragon Hawk. 2 Dragon Dark. 1 Dragon Duo. 2 Dragon Roar. 3 Thunder Dragons which you use discard. Uh, 1 Thunder Dragons 100 Thunders. The um, 1 Chaos Dragon Levineer. 1 the Melody of Awakening Dragon, those work pretty good. One Battery Man Solar, three Sphere Kribo, and one Odd Eyes Advanced Dragon, which has pretty much become a core card. So, like, with all those restrictions going on, they are set to these cards. Diamond Box Reveal is gone, for example, because it's a limit three. A four Tomy Territory of the Sharks Water XZs, very con- conventional deck. Uh, three Deep Sea Diva, two Buzzsaw Shark. Two Silent Angler, one Marksman, two Heavy Infantry, one Attack Squad, three MS3, three Book of Moon, one Breakthrough Skill, two Treacherous Trap Hole. And this one has like the full array of MST and Book of Moon. If you're pretty much missing these cards, you could kind of plug in those Forbidden Lances or Chalices. A four Kuya Hertz Destiny Draw, Abyss Actor, Perform Pal. Uh, this is pretty much the the way you play it now, um, you know, we've seen Abyss Actress hit King of Games with many different decks, but this one has that little package, but it's, it's slightly different. One Superstar, three Mellow Madonna, three Wild Hope, two Sassy Rookie, two Abyss Script Rise of the Abyss King. You've got the little package here, two Perform Pell Unicorn, and two Sky Iris. 
and then some generic back row, three MST, one Econ, one Storm, and one Treacherous Trap Hole. Storm's interesting. Um, you could destroy the Abyss script with it, and also the field spells to help clear out some stuff. Also the Pendulum Scales, maybe, that it might clear up the Pendulum Scales. Um, what's interesting about this deck is it does not run a uh, dragon, a uh, autoized dragon. It just has the two Unicorns and then the two Sky Irises. Now the Unicorn pretty much just serves as a scale of 8, because all the effects do benefit the Odd Eyes, Perform Appel archetypes. But you don't have any of those cards in this deck. So the Sky Iris is pretty much a field spell that lets you tutor an Odd Eyes card, and that would be the Unicorn. So you tutor the Unicorn, and you get a scale of 8 right there. It works pretty good with the monsters you have, because every monster you have, the Abyss Actors are all low-scale cards. Sassy Rookie's a 2. Wild Hope is a 2 and makes the other one a 9. Noah Madonna 0. Uh, Superstars 3. So it works pretty good. The Unicorn just uh, complements these Abyss Actors well. And um, the other cards in the top 8, we have a Chronomaly deck. We have uh, TGs. We have Gaia's. Water Abyss, I mean, uh, Water XZs, Abyss Actors with, this is like a regular Abyss Actors deck with uh, Archfiend Eccentric, Evil Heal as well, more of the Abyss scripts, uh, Harpies, another, this is a zombie, um, zombie version of Abyss Actors, which includes Zombie Draw as the skill and Plague Spreader Zombie as your um, Synchro, so this lets, gives you a Synchro package, this is a pretty nice deck. We have uh, Satellar Knights, Magnet Warriors, Destiny Heroes, Harpies, Chronomaly. Chronomaly is showing up. It's very interesting. Noble Knights, Melodious, Melodious. Yeah, Diverse Mana. Another tournament we'll talk about is the Point, Carna- Point Dual Carnival number one. 100 players playing for dual points. First place, Hasnian, Demon's Resonance, Resonator, Red Dragon, Archfiend, whatever. Not much has changed in this deck since the nerfs, but it's still pretty powerful, all the synchro summoning of those Red Dragons. Three Wandering King, Wildwind, one Doom Caliber Knight, three Crimson Resonator, two Red Resonator, two MST, two Book of Moon, two Resonator Call, two Forbidden Chalice, one Treacherous Trap Hole, one Solemn Scolding. And the extra deck is Red Nova Dragon, Red... A hot red dragon archfiend, red dragon archfiend, three red rising dragon, and one hot red dragon archfiend bane. All those names are, are pretty much the same. It's kind of confusing to go through them. Second place, read HR, harpies, hunting ground, harpies. This is notable for a, another weird deck. It's got three oracles and three Raigeki breaks. Oracle is a good complement for that special summon. Um, I guess we're trying to max out on the chance of that special summon, and also like recycling, recycling that card you get back. And top four officer Lassie Destiny draw Yosenjus. Yosenjus have reverted back to her normal state without the pendulums. You would expect them to to be that pendulum deck, but um. It seems like their old way is pretty good with the three copies of the Fire Formation Tanky. 
right. As mentioned before, the power rankings are pretty much stable. They did adjust the definition of the tiers in Duel Links meta. So tier 1, no decks. Tier 2 is power levels between 7 and 15. Harpies in first place at 14.2. Back on the throne. Melodious 10.2. Water Exes 8.3. Destiny Heroes at 7.3. And they've adjusted tier 3 to include uh, power level 4 to 7. I think it was like 5 capped last week. Noble Knights at 5.8. Sire Dragons at 5.7. Gaia at 5.6. Thunder Dragons at 5.4, Magnet Warriors down uh, from previous Tier 2 to 5.3. Yeah, like, um, I'm surprised the best actor is not in the Tier 3 yet. They just have to show up a little bit more. Um, and they'll be in that Tier 3 zone, I think. Um, they might even get to Tier 2. It's not, it's not much getting in the way from a deck from being Tier 2. Like, Destiny Heroes could easily be a Tier 3 deck. Like Harpies and Melodies are kind of ahead of the curve. Water XZs are a little better than the other decks, but everyone else is pretty much in the same power level. Alright, so this is the main event of the week, Duelist Kingdom. This is the second event where it simulates uh, Season 1 of Yu-Gi-Oh! where you go to Pegasus' island, you fight for Star Chips, and you get to challenge Pegasus. Star Chips... Primarily, they give you one, um, they give you one practice duel, Joey, and then you get like one legendary duels per day. Uh, it's pretty easy, and then the rest of it's PvP. So uh, you try typically try to match the attribute of what you have with the deck you're playing. So I'm playing Water XZs. You're gonna go with Water, and they have different bonuses based on how many how underplayed a, an attribute is. So um, it'll be like a field power bonus plus a skill. The EX skill comes with the most underpowered deck. So we have Ritual Sanctuary for light, Magical Contract Door for dark, Ice Mirror for water, Circle of Fire Kings for fire, Metamorphotris for earth, I think, and Rise of the Storm Monarch for wind. We also have two new cards from this event. Let's discuss it. Archfiend Staff of Despair is an equip spell. Equip only to a monster you control. During the main phase, you can make all monsters your opponent controls lose attack equal to the half of the equipped monster's attack until the end of the turn. Even if this card leaves the field, if this card is sent to the graveyard while equipped to a monster, you can pay 1,000 life points. Return this card to the hand. You can only use each effect of Archfiend Staff of Despair once per turn. So equip spells have to be very good in dueling to see play. This is on the verge of being there. It's it's pretty good. Um, it can level a huge debuff on your monster. So that's half of a monster's attack. You know, you could give it like a 3,000 attack or 1,500 debuff. That's pretty strong. That's monsters that play a full board. Harpies being one. Uh, Double D being like the main one where they leave them in attack mode. Um... So this doesn't protect the monster that has the equipment. But it lets you pay a thousand life points to get the card back. So if the monster is played and you play this card, they can destroy it, they can banish it, they can bounce it, they can flip it face down. And this card will get sent to the graveyard in all those scenarios. You're going to pay a thousand life points to get this back. The only thing that gets around this is Cosmic Cyclone. So if they hit this with Cosmic Cyclone, 
then you can't get it back. Um, the main problem here is that Yuri spent like a summon on that monster. So this would be effective against things that have multiple ways of summoning. One way being Chaos Dragon Levianir. So you, you get countered, and then you can summon another monster with the resources you have. So that monster gets interfered with. This goes to the graveyard. You pay for it. You just need another play. You need another way to get a monster on the board. I think Pendulum Summoning makes it a little better, but uh, I don't know. So, so and you you should also benefit from the thousand life point loss. I'm thinking a skill like Master of Rights. This could come in handy. Overall, this this is on the verge of being good, but there's a lot of situations that make it not so. Um, it's only it's only going to work for a deck that has multiple ways of summoning. And also one that benefits from the life point loss of a thousand. So if you can fit those requirements, this card could be useful. It's a little niche and um but it's it's pretty strong at the same time. Alright, Blast Sphere. This is a dark level four machine, fourteen hundred, fourteen hundred. If this face down defense position monster was attacked by an opponent's monster, before damage calculation equip this card to the attacking monster. Then, during your opponent's next standby phase, destroy the monster this card is equipped to. If you do inflict damage to your opponent equal to half of the attack of the destroyed monster had on the field. This is not the worst card in the world, but there's a lot of ways around it. It's face down, they could bounce it with a Harpy, Cyber Slash Harpy. Uh, Water XZs can use their um, Atlantean monster to take this out. There's a lot of ways around it. Treacherous Trap Hole can take it out. But... Monsters still get attacked face down, so this will prevent an attack. It will equip that card in that will stop the attack and disable that monster, pretty much. Um, it's going to inflict some burn, and it's going to last the whole turn. So you, your opponent can't have like an MST or something where they're ready to take out this Blast Sphere. And it's a little slow because you're pretty much sitting back on your turn, and you're not, you're not doing anything because... That monster is equipped to the Blast Sphere, and you can't really attack them directly when they have a monster on the board. Well, all those things are problems with the Blast Sphere. Um, this would be better if it had Synergy with Desperado Barrel Dragon, but it doesn't, because it gets destroyed as an equipment. So you can't really, you can't really recoup a Desperado Barrel Dragon. That would make it pretty OP if it did, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't. This card's also helped by the fact that we don't have Main Phase Two. And the TCG's card's pretty bad because uh, they could just tribute that monster for something, for some kind of special summon. But there's no main phase two, so that makes it a little better. Overall, this is like a stall card, uh, stall burn, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't see it being used outside because it doesn't work with the Desperado Barrel Dragon. Alright, so let's move on to the. Second half of this episode, which is about Aporia, going to talk about his level up cards first. He does give us a lot of level up cards compared to recent duels we've seen over them. First one's called Grinnell Carrier. We get three copies of this from level 3 to 30. Earth level 1 machine. 700, 700. If there is no face of Mechlord Emperor monster on the field, destroy this. Each turn during the first 
Each turn, the first monster you control that will be destroyed by battle. It is not destroyed. All these little mechlord cards are pretty bad, and it's limited by the number of card slots we have on the board to play monsters. So, you know, this is just here, and you have something, you have a mechlord emperor, and you have a small piece, and maybe some other piece, like an army monster or something. And this is contingent on the Mechlord Emperor being alive, so this doesn't, this can't exist um, otherwise. So that's a big downside. Might as well just toss it into the graveyard at that point and not waste your normal summon on this card. So this is contingent on having a Mechlord Emperor, and then it provides a, a protection for the monsters. So just a little bit of stall, but there's not much of a point, and it's wasting the value of this being in the in the deck is very low, so not very good. Skill Guard, this is a wind level 1 machine, 200-300. If there's no face of Mechlord Emperor on the field, destroy this. Once per turn, when the monster you control is targeted for an attack, you can negate the attack. Same thing as the Grinnell Carrier, so... Yeah, contingent on that being on the board. Um... Yeah, it just negates attacks. I mean, <laughs> not much more to say about it. It's not very good. Alright, Wiesel Guard 3. This is Dark Level 3 Machine, 0 Attack, 2000 Defense. You can special summon this card from your hand by tributing a Wiesel Guard. If there is no face of Mechlord Emperor on the field, destroy this. When an opponent's monster declares an attack that targets another monster you control, you can change the attack target to this card. The first time this card will be destroyed by battle each turn, it is not destroyed. So a similar thing where this is this is like a slightly bigger version of those small parts, but it is contingent on the Mechlord Emperor being on the field. It can absorb two attacks, so they can attack it twice, and that's it. It's a little better, uh, a little stall, but yeah, it's not very useful. Uh, there's a lot of ways to remove it besides battle, so you could just treacherous trap hold both guys and then that's it. So, yep, not very impressive. Chaos Bloom, this is a normal spell. Apply the following effect based on the number of Chaos Bloom in the graveyard. If you have zero, destroy one monster on the f one monster with a thousand or less attack on the field. If you have one, destroy one card in the spell or trap zones. If you have two or more, destroy one card on the field. Obviously, this card will be OP if it was like just play this spell, destroy one card on the field. So, I remember in Psychic decks, the Psychokinesis was very good because it was just pay a thousand life points, destroy any card in the field. Um, this is this is um, situational based on how many you have in the graveyard. The first condition is what makes it a Mechlord card because you could destroy your own Mechlord cards. You can't really depend on your opponent having a monster of a thousand or less attack face up. The second, the second uh, situation is okay. Destroy one card in the spar trap zone. It's kind of like MST, but not a quick play. So this card would be better if you could just mill the cards. Like, I think Mechlords would be served well if you could just mill the cards. So, yeah, find some kind of like milling engine, and this is pretty good then. It'll be good if you can just get it back, so you can just keep using the 2-plus ability to destroy one card in the field. You know, ideally, your removals 
aren't contingent on situational abilities, so that's what makes it worse. The best uh, back row cards just do whatever you want, right? Like, so any like back row removal card is better than this one because they're not contingent on having a chaos bloom in the graveyard. And the first, the first contingency is the hardest. Like, destroy one monster in the field, zero or less attack. I mean, a thousand or less attack. Like, that's hard to pull off sometimes. So, yeah. And they, they make you wait till level 36 to get the, get the third copy of this card. So that's kind of, it kind of sucks. Alright, we have one copy of the Mechlord Emperor Grinnell. This is an Earth level 1 machine, zero attack and defense. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned by its own effect, not other ways. When a face-up monster you control is destroyed by card effect and sent to the graveyard, except during the damage step, you can special summon this from the hand. This card gains attack and defense equal to half of your life points. Once per turn, you can target one synchro monster your opponent controls. Equip that to this card. This card gains attack equal to the combined attack of the monsters equipped to it. You can target one of these cards equipped special summoning that's target to your side of the field in defense. So all the Mechlord Emperors have the same things where they can only come onto the board when a monster gets effect destroyed. Um, and they have to be in the hand. So this card's attack and defense comes from half of your life points. So normally that would be like 2,000. Not a big beater. But then they all have the ability where they can eat a synchro monster. So they effectively destroy that synchro monster and take it take its life points. So, it's like a vampire vamp ability if you're familiar with that. And then the extra ability, you can take that monster and bring it, like, take it for yourself onto your field in defense mode. Yeah. Um, Mechlords are strong in theory, but that there's a lot of conditions with them. They have to get that monster effect destroyed. And then they also have to go against synchros. So, if synchros are out, then Mechlords are useless. But we are like in an XZ's meta, so but synchros aren't dead yet. Like harpies are still a top deck, so we are still fighting a lot of synchro monsters. Now Mechlords have to have a thing where they get effect destroyed, and it's easiest to do this yourself because your opponent's not running like a million Raikeki breaks on your guys. So you think about how to do that. I feel like the Fire King cards could do that pretty easily because they could just wipe out their own cards and then that could get the, these guys onto the board. I don't know. We get another copy of a Mechlord Emperor. Mechlord Emperor Skeel. Wind level 1, 2200 attack, 2200 defense. Same of things where it can't be special summoned unless a, a face of card is destroyed by card effect. And this is in the hand. Other monsters you control cannot declare an attack. Once per turn, you can target a synchro your your opponent controls. Equip that to this card. It gains the attack equal to the combined attack of the monsters. You can send one monster you control that is equipped to this card. This card can attack directly. That's the bonus of this card. It's like a 2200 attacker that can attack directly. That might work pretty good for these guys because they're like burn oriented. So you could just burn them and hit them for 2200 and that could be game. Um, obviously it would be OP if it kept the monsters attack and then like attack directly. So 
This has to give up that monster, but you're destroying a synchro monster. This one has a little more upside, like in an aggro deck. Um, and it works pretty well with the burn ability they have. But again, it's a Mechlord Emperor contingent on a lot of contingencies. In the last card, we get one of its Aurora Draw, normal spell. If you control a Mechlord Emperor monster and have no other cards in your hand, draw two cards. Pretty good. This is just a situational pot of greed. You have to control Mechlord Emperor, no other cards, draw two. Pretty good. And we're limited to one copy, so that's why it's good. Let's go over the exclusive dual skills of Aporia. First one's Fortissimo Combo. Return one Mechlord Emperor monster from your hand to owner's deck and play one face-up Fortissimo, the mobile fortress from your field, from outside your deck. If there's already a field spell on your side of the field, return it to your hand. The skill can be used once per turn and twice per duel. So this card lets you special summon a Mechlord monster, army monster from the hand. And just as a reminder, let me go back to the box. Is to give you copies of these Mechlord army cards. They're kind of like the in-between with the really weak cards and the Mechlord Emperors. Give me one second, and I'm pulling up the box. There's three of these cards. There's Mechlord Army of Grinnell, Mechlord Army of Skeel, and Mechlord Army of Wiesel for each of the three Mechlord Emperors. And this card basically lets you special summon a Mechlord Army monster. So this is useful for anything like an XC summon. If you can pull off like a rank 4 XCs with these guys, that's something. Um, a bad skill. You get a free field spell. You do have to return a Mechlord um, Emperor monster from your hand to your deck, so that that kind of limits um, the power play you can make. But this is like another way you can you can get into XCs with this, so it's a pretty decent skill, I think. All right, level cannon lock on laser. Can be used by choosing either of the following effects you, when you control Fortissimo, the mobile fortress, and your opponent has 3,000 or more life points. The skill can only be used if you begin a duel with a deck that contains no monsters other than mech lords. Extra deck does not count. Select one synchro monster on your opponent's field to decrease their life points by to level times 100. Or decrease your opponent's life points by the number of spells or traps on their field times 100. This is really bad. Um... This is only a skill that inflicts burn damage. And you have to have that field spell. Your opponent has to have 3,000 or more life points. So, the most they could lose is like 1,200 with the uh, Onamaru, the Divine Thunder. Cyber Slash Harpy is level 8, so you're going to lose like 800. And a lot of Synchro Monsters are like 7. Like 700. And then with the field spell, it's even worse. Like with the spells and traps, they're losing like 300. So. Yeah, like you could play like Final Flame. It's going to be better than this card. Or any of those burn spells. This is just really bad. Mechlord Army Regeneration. It can be used 
once on your next turn after you special summon Mechlord Astral Mechanical from your hand. Return two Mechlord Army Monsters with different names from your graveyard to your hand. This is pretty good. Because the Mechlord uh, Astral Mechanical costs three. And then you can recover two. So that's pretty good. I like this skill. It's, it's just like... Plus two resource. It's not a skill. It's not on a card too. So that's pretty good. Mechlord Astrogenesis. Can be used if you special summon three or more Mechlord Emperor monsters. Banish one Mechlord Emperor Wiesel, one Skeel, and one Grinnell from your graveyard. Play one Mechlord Astro Mechanical from your deck or hand in attack position. The skill can be used if you begin a duel with a deck that contains no monsters other than Mechlords. Extra deck does not count. This is like a very uh, tough to do thing. You have to special summon three Mechlord Emperors and they all have to be dead. Like, that's a lot of effect destruction. And furthermore, you only get one copy of the Grinnell and the Skeel. You have a lot of copies of Mechlord Emperor Wiesel, but Skeel and Grinnell come at one each. You're probably going to draw through your whole deck before you get to use the skill. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, this is a crazy hard condition setup. Getting to play the mechanical from the deck is pretty good, but duel's probably over before you can even see a skill getting used. Mechlord Convert. Once per turn, one of the following effects can be used. Each effect can be used once per duel. Reveal Mechlord Astro Mechanical in your hand. Return two Mechlord Monsters on your field to your hand. Send one Mechlord Deflection to your graveyard from outside your deck. So you bounce. You reveal Mechanical... Send back two cards from the field. That's that's a lot. And send you get a free Mechlord Deflection in the graveyard. And the other ability, return two Mechlords from your graveyard to your deck. And you can add Mechlord Astro Mechanical from your deck to your hand. And your, your deck has to have 12 or more Mechlord Monsters. So the second one's better. You get to tutor Mechlord Mechanical. And then the other one, if you swarm good enough, you have a Mechlord Deflection in your graveyard. And that card just provides protection. If a Mechlord monster you control would be destroyed by battle or card effect, you can banish this from your graveyard instead. It's like a protection if you're ready to summon a Mechanical to protect him. Okay. Um, a lot of... Uh, I don't like that cost. I don't like the cost of getting the Mechlord Deflection. You might as well just run in your deck, right? I don't know. Soldier to Lord. Can be used if you control only one monster. Send a face-up Mechlord Army monster from your field to your graveyard and play a Mechlord Emperor based on the list below. So Wiesel becomes uh, Mechlord Emperor Wiesel. Skeel becomes Mechlord Emperor Skeel. Grinnell becomes Mechlord Emperor Grinnell. I don't know if you get these cards for free. I think so. That's pretty good because you can only get one skill and one Grinnell. So you get a free version. That's an upgrade. I, I like this skill. It's not bad. It's not amazing, but it's fine. And the last one, the Embodiment of Despair, Mechlord, a Mechlord Astro Mechanical. At the beginning of the duel, add an Astro... Mechlord Astro Mechanical... Mechlord Army of Wiesel, Mechlord Army of Skeel, and Mechlord Army of Grinnell in your deck. It can be used once per duel by revealing a Mechlord Astro Mechanical in your hand. 
Return Wiesel, Skeel, and Grinnell from your graveyard to your hand. After skill, you can after using the skill, you cannot activate either cards or effects until you successfully summon Astral Mechlord Astro Mechanical. I'm a little confused. So you first you get these four cards for free. So your deck's twenty-four. If you have mechanical on your hand, you can recycle those three cards. What's the point though, right? You recycle them, but you don't get to draw them. Alright, this card this spells this skill's pretty bad. Um I thought this would be the best skill for him. You get to recoup three cards, that's good, but you don't draw any. Like you don't get to summon the mechanical, right? Yeah. Oh no, wait, this is good. I'm reading it all wrong. So if you have mechanical in hand, you can return those three cards back to your hand. I, I was reading it wrong. It was like, I thought it was graveyard to deck, but graveyard to hand. So you, you get to summon mechanical this turn. So yeah, this is good. I think the free-to-play skill might be the best skill for the deck. Um... Yeah, you just get you just regenerate three cards from the graveyard, and you can summon a mechanical. That's pretty good. All right, so that's it. I don't think you know based on the cards we saw. I don't think um, I don't think Mechlords are going to be any good. Um, they could probably hit King of Games. That's that's about it. But they're not going to be showing up in tournaments anytime soon or anything like that. The last thing I want to talk about are. Two new cards from Ranked Duels. These are December, uh, the December 2021 Ranked Duel Rewards. In the SR pool, we have the Calibrator, which is a light thunder level 4, 1500, 1500. This card gains attack equal to the combined ranks of all face-up Xyz monsters your opponent controls by 300. This is decent. Um... All they need is a level 4 XCs, a rank 4 XCs, and this is 2700. We've seen cards like this be kind of useful, like Grand Maju the Aiza, though that is a special summon. This is using up a normal summon and being a big beater. So, just being a beater limits its usefulness using the normal summon. That also limits its usefulness. But it's a light attribute too, so um, light attributes like to do stuff with chaos. There's always a consideration for this card. Um, it is a Thunder. I don't think it will fit into Thunder Dragons, but it's a Thunder. That's something to know about. Um, this card's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with this card. It's a strong... It's good. It's a good uh, card for beginners to use. Uh, but other than that, I don't see it being like played a ton in really good decks. The other card from the R pool is called Synchro Ejection. a trap. Select one face-up synchro monster your opponent controls, remove it from play, then your opponent draws one card. I actually like this card a lot. Um, it's more of a side deck card. Uh, like like Mechlords, you have to devote your whole deck to going against synchro monsters. 
If you're playing against a harpy player in a tournament, you just put in synchro ejection. You don't have to commit your whole deck to fighting synchros. Anywho, this doesn't target, which is good. Like, it's a select one face up monster your opponent controls and removed from play. Um, like, like a, they could play Archfiend's Call, and this card can still hit it because Archfiend's Call prevents against target effects. This is select, which is a little different. I think. I just have to change the errata on it. No, I'm not really sure. This doesn't say target, it says select. We'll have to we'll have to clear this up, but they basically get a synchro monster banished and they get to draw a card. And this is fine. Like letting their opponent draw a card is not the biggest downside. Like Santa Claus lets you draw lets the opponent draw a card. You could win the duel that turn. If that synchro monster is the only thing in the way, and you could win the game. This is pretty good. I think it's a side deck card for sure. Alright, that's it. Upcoming news, Quattro gets sent to the gate. Late December, Duelist Chronicles 5Ds, the Three Emperors of Iliaster, New York Hard Armory Call, New Jack Atlas Skill. Late December, Duel Quest, New SR Sayaru. Late December, new card, new character, Annika Boom. Uh, it's not an acquisition, but you get to see her. New UR card, Express Train, Trolley Ollie, New SR card, Lionhearted Locomotive. That's it for a podcast. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe and listen to this podcast anywhere your podcast, including on Roku. Check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. All of the back episodes from the past with Deck Tech are there. Email me with anything at dualassessment at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own account at greenrangerccg. Thanks for listening. And... We'll see you next week.